1: San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth Admission. It's always hard being a working mom with little kids at home, but it's way harder now. Our kids can't go to school and need our help with distance learning, and we still have to do our jobs, too. It's chaotic and frustrating, and it's contributing to big reductions of women in the workforce. Chronicle reporter Mallory Mensch has talked to a lot of people about this. Married moms, single moms, dads, politicians, experts— She's here to tell us just what's going on and what can be done to make life easier for parents. Mallory Minch, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You have a very interesting story on sfchronicle.com um, about something my friends and I are all talking about obsessively, how hard it is to um, handle working from home and taking care of children. So um, how hard, How did you get interested in this story? Well, I
2: was reporting a story last week on a daycare program that was being expanded through a local school district. And for that story, I talked with uh, a local councilwoman, and she's also a mom. And she said something stunning. She said, you know, I'm watching the careers of my friends crumble, and I've shelled my own consulting business. Um, I thought that definitely deserved our attention. Uh, we'd seen reports of this nationwide, but it's such a Bay Area story, too, with um, so many working parents, um, if only simply yes. to afford the cost of of living
1: yeah <laughs> um, and of course all of the school districts in the Bay Area are starting with distance learning and so this is going to drag on and on probably for months so I think it's a really important um, topic that you're looking at so what sorts of stories did you hear about when you were talking to women trying to work full-time from home and helping their kids with school and just keeping them from attacking each other and <laughs> all hell breaking loose for
2: sure. Well, I was struck that I think two women said it was impossible. They, they literally both used that word. Um so, you know, I heard from from moms and I also spoke with a couple dads who who talk about uh trying to handle their kids distance learning, um especially if they're kindergartners, you know, having to basically watch them the whole time or walking into a room mm-hmm. thinking they were set up and then they've just been staring at a blank screen um or keeping uh, yeah, toddlers from climbing over the furniture um and, and in a way they can't get their own work done so people talked about finding uh, small moments to to do their own work or just restarting and finishing up work after the kids have gone to bed so everyone said it was exhausting and overwhelming um and really made people rethink whether they could do their work um or what kind of um work they would be able to get done for maybe the rest of the semester or the whole school year
1: yeah um I think I kind of have a sweet spot of kids because they're seven and ten, but I can't imagine having a baby or a toddler right now, or trying to get a kindergartner, you know, to start class with, um, on a laptop. Just the whole thing sounds horrible, and it's already hard enough. So I really appreciate this story. And of course, single moms and low-income moms don't have any choice but to keep working. But a lot of the mothers that you talk to are quitting their jobs entirely. And some of the statistics in your story really jumped out at me, like that working mothers have um, scaled back their hours four to five times more than working dads since this started. And you found another survey um, where one in three families have either gone part time or quit, and it's almost always the mom. So what are some of the reasons that this is falling so much more heavily on mothers?
2: I think there's a few complex reasons and and also the reasons why maybe women are, are less in the workforce or there's different um pay for women um but I think pay was a big mm-hmm. issue you know I heard um a couple people um the the woman who I spoke with who actually had quit her job with th- three kids and her husband working from home but they said it's impossible for for us to care for those three kids and um the factor there was you know, the husband was willing to stop but he makes more money and he has the health insurance um and we uh-huh. see nationwide that men, on average, make more money than women um, and especially more than women of color. Um, so that may be just a natural uh, economic solution um, for the families, which means that women will probably more often um, scale back or, or quit their work. I think another reason um, is that sometimes maybe women had taken time off in the past. Uh, so a couple of the women that I spoke with um, had worked and then maybe taken a little bit of time off after their kids um, were born or when they were super young. So a couple of them said, you know, I'm really the go-to parent. So my kids are going to bother me more than they're going to bother my husband. So I'm finding it (laughs) harder to get that work done. Um, So even if the dads are there and they're willing to help, um, maybe they have spent more time in the office previously and they just said the kids want mom more and it makes it harder for me to get my work done. Um, So that just makes it inherently more challenging for some of those moms.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. I think that moms, um, a lot of my friends refer to themselves as kind of like the go-to parent or parent A, whereas they just know where everything is and, um, where all the toys and games are kept and how to reach the pediatrician and stuff that (laughs) just comes more quickly to them. And so the kids go to them for so much, um, and a lot of these, uh, like you said, this, this story has really run around um, the nation and a lot of magazines and newspapers lately, but I've noticed that a lot of these stories kind of lead dads out of the equation entirely, but I was really glad that you included them because of course it's essential that they participate in the rearing of their own kids and housework. Um, what did you find from Bay Area dads when you were talking to them?
2: Yeah, I spoke with a couple of the dads who were, I'd spoken with the, the mom as well, and it seemed that... Th- some people were hopeful that this was going to give a more general awareness for dads of what it's like if they hadn't maybe spent as much time at home with their kids maybe the wife had spent a little bit more time they are aware of how difficult it is and uh, how challenging it is for their own work too so so dads definitely shared the same challenges that they're not able to get their work done and maybe they're considering rebalancing um, or and also trying to rebalance some of those household tasks um, so I spoke with with a couple dads who um, were putting in the efforts and said that they definitely don't want their wives to have to make those sacrifices um but as i talked about sometimes it's just a practical economic solution as well
1: yeah with so many men in the bay area working in higher paid tech jobs and then you know if the family has to choose one job versus the other it's probably going to be that one financially um And I really loved your interview that you mentioned earlier with the San Mateo County Councilwoman um, Amarence Lee, I believe is her name, who said that women are really being given no choice in all of this. And her quotes were pretty startling. Can you tell me more about her and how her family is coping with this?
2: For sure. And she was speaking specifically um, about uh, another woman she knew who I interviewed who had um, decided to quit her work um, because uh, she simply said, I can't, we can't do all of this. Um, so she said it, she felt it was really a false choice, uh, you know, for women to, you know, 100% support their family and 100% pursue their career while the kids are at home. I think it was even hard before that. And there was a <laughs> yeah. debate, debate going on even before that. But when you have your kids at home now, too, and are responsible for making sure they they get through school um, that was significantly more challenging. Um, so for her, mm-hmm. she she is a city councilwoman, um, and she in her in the past she had worked for about fifteen years or more than fifteen years, and then had stayed home as well. Um, so the kids again, she said, come to her more often. So she you know tries to she tried to attend a city council meeting at home. Her son came in and asked for a scrap of paper, and she said this is not going to work. So she starts going to city hall to tune in. Um, And then her husband is 100% on duty. Um, And her husband said, you know, we... We are both feeling it, but I definitely see it's been harder on my wife. Um, So we're trying to split up household duties. You know, we're eating more takeout. Um, The kids are doing more chores. They're school age, so they can help clean the Uh kitchen and things like that. Um, But they were definitely trying to balance and be aware of uh, the challenges that were put on her, both as a city councilwoman in a really pressing time and then also having the kids at home.
1: Yes. I like the chores idea. I'm going to um, replay that part of the episode for my children. (laughs) I'll be right back with Mallory Mench.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
1: I'm Heather Knight, and I'm back with Mallory Mensch. I also really like that you included an interview with a single mother named Jacqueline Reyes. And can you tell me about her story? And of course, that's even harder when you don't have a working partner.
2: Definitely. And in this story, I definitely wanted to include people who have a variety of experiences and um, different incomes in their jobs. And, and of course, for single mothers, and you don't you don't have a partner to fall back on, so you can't just stop working. Um, in the case of the, uh, this mother, Jacqueline Reyes, she's a single mom in San Francisco with two kids. And she's also in a situation that some parents may be facing in that she was laid off um, in March. And she's been looking for work and obviously needs it um, to get by. Um, But she's looking for maybe work as a house cleaner or um, a server, and that's conflicting with the schedule of caring for her two kids. And Mm -hmm. then she also, one of her younger daughter, um, lost her spot in daycare because the center said, we're limiting numbers, we have to follow these public um, health guidelines, and we're prioritizing essential workers and our own employees. Um, So that's also a challenge that people are facing, that there's less daycare, and it's also very
1: expensive. Wow. Yeah, that's really a no-win situation. I think um, the pandemic is really bringing to light a lot of what was wrong with our society already and, you know, shining an even brighter light on this. So obviously parents could not solve this problem by themselves. So what are you hearing that local governments are doing, if anything, to help?
2: Mm-hmm. Local governments are definitely aware of this issue, and um, there's coalitions in most of the Bay Area counties, um, mostly specifically to help essential workers find childcare spots. They see that the greatest need there. Um. So, those people who literally have to go to their jobs um, will be able to do that. Um. A couple of the uh, other cities and counties are also creating these learning hubs, distance learning hubs. So, in San Francisco, and then also in the city of San Mateo, um, they kids will be. able able to come and get support in distance learnings, function sort of as a child care um, for those school-age kids. Um, and some other uh, counties as well are also working on getting more funds for child care providers um, so they can stay open, so they can have more spots um, to provide for those families.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about companies? Um, of course, that's a big part of this equation. What are you hearing that workplaces should do or are doing to make this tenable
2: Definitely. So I spoke with the Bay Area Council, which speaks with a lot of employers, and they said people CEOs are so aware of this issue um, and trying to be flexible on working hours or give open-ended stipends for work from home that could be used for childcare or for any technology that's needed to help with the kids. Um, and so companies definitely know this is an issue, um, and hopefully they're uh, understanding in that as well
1: mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to our employer which is um, providing crisis child care which has been extremely helpful and I think that more companies should follow the chronicle suit <laughs> that's really cool I didn't know that <laughs> yes it's been very helpful um, so did this reporting out this story um, make you never want to have children Ah, it is a
2: serious reconsideration. Definitely things to consider as
1: part of the decision.
2: It made me realize how how truly challenging it is um, and how expensive it can be as well.
1: Yes, that's true even in the best of times, even when there's not a um, major pandemic. So, well, thank you so much for writing this important story and for talking to me today. Thank you. Take care. Thank you to Mallory Mensch for joining me today, to Taya Francesca Price for producing this episode, and to you for listening.